0: In the quiet intimacy of the upper room moments before the Passover festival, a profound lesson unfolded a lesson, not just for those present, but for all humanity. It was here in this secluded space that Jesus fully aware of the weight of the hours ahead chose to demonstrate the full extent of his love. This was no grandiose display of divine power, but an act of deep humility and servitude, the washing of the disciples feet. This scene sets the stage for an exploration of love's true essence as portrayed by Jesus, who though Lord and master knelt as a servant before his followers. As we enter this narrative, we find ourselves not just as onlookers, but as participants invited to glean from the deep truths embedded in this simple yet revolutionary act. Picture the scene, the creator of the universe girded with a towel, performing a task reserved for the lowest of servants, all to illustrate a paradigm of leadership and service that would forever invert the world's power structures. This passage challenges us, beckons us and inspires us to embody the humility and selfless love of Christ. As we delve into the serious symbolism and heartfelt conversations that took place in that upper room, let's open our hearts to the lessons of love service and sacrifice That jesus so eloquently taught with his actions and words this is a story of divine love stooping low of a savior who washed away not just the grime of the day but demonstrated the cleansing of sin through his impending sacrifice in this intimate moment with his disciples jesus laid bare the foundational truth of his kingdom true greatness comes through humble service and to follow him means to walk in his footsteps of unconditional love and humility in the center of the account of John 13 1 3, we encounter a moment of thorough significance, one that encapsulates the heart of divine love and sovereignty. This is the setting of ultimate service, where the curtain rises on an intimate scene in the upper room, unveiling the depth of Jesus's love for his disciples, a love not confined to mere sentiment, but demonstrated through a weighty act of servitude. As the shadow of the cross looms large and the hour of Jesus's ultimate sacrifice approaches, there is an acute awareness of the transience of time and the weight of eternity. Yet it's within these charged moments that Jesus fully cognizant of his authority and destiny chooses to manifest his love in an extraordinary manner. This setting is not just a backdrop. It's a canvas where every detail painted by John holds profound theological and emotional gravity. Jesus knows that his hour has come to depart from this world and return to the father. This knowledge doesn't lead him to withdraw, but compels him to love his own who are in the world to the very end. The phrase to the end resonates with an intensity that transcends time representing not just the culmination of Jesus's earthly ministry, but the completion and perfection of his love, a love that endures, a love that sacrifices, a love that aids, Within this scene, we also witness the interplay of divine sovereignty and human betrayal. Jesus, the omniscient Savior, is fully aware of the impending betrayal by Judas. Yet this foreknowledge doesn't evoke a response of resentment or defense. Instead, it amplifies the magnitude of His love and the profundity of His service. He, who is the bread of life, is about to be betrayed for thirty pieces of silver. He, who came to give life abundantly, is on the verge of being sold into the hands of sinners this juxtaposition of divine purpose and human perfidy sets a stark contrast emphasizing the purity of Jesus's love against the scenery of human frailty and sin moreover amidst this setting we are reminded of Jesus's divine origin and destination he had come from God and was going back to God this statement is not just a bare assertion of Jesus's deity it's a declaration of his authority and mission his coming from God signifies his divine incarnation His entering into the human experience with all its limitations and sufferings. His returning to God epitomizes the accomplishment of His redemptive mission, His conquest of death, and His glorification at the right hand of the Father. In this transient moment, Jesus, the Eternal Word made flesh, bridges heaven and earth, bringing the fullness of divine love into the confines of human experience. The setting of ultimate service in John 13, 1 three therefore is not just an introduction to the description that follows it's a deep exposition of love sovereignty and servanthood it's a scene that invites reflection compels admiration and demands emulation as we immerse ourselves in the depth of Jesus's love as we ponder the magnitude of his sacrifice and as we chew on the purity of his servanthood may we be encouraged to love as he loved serve as he served and live as he lived this passage calls us not just to marvel at the beauty of divine love but to materialize it to let it alter our hearts our relationships and our comprehension of true greatness in the setting of ultimate service we find the heartbeat of the gospel the symphony of grace and the portrait of a savior whose love knows no bounds and whose service knows no limits furthermore the core of the detail in John 13 4 11 beats with the rhythm of humility and service presenting an act so serious and countercultural that it leaves an indelible mark on the canvas of gospel history as jesus prepares to perform the menial task of washing his disciples feet every movement he makes is laden with consequence every gesture a sermon in itself this passage invites us into a space where divine majesty and humble service converge offering a glimpse into the depth of jesus's character and the radical nature of his kingdom in a society where feet dusty and dirty from the paths of palestine were customarily washed by servants the act of jesus laying aside his garments to wash his disciples feet is an emblem of self-emptying love the king of kings assumes the role of the lowest servant this inversion of social norms is not merely a reversal of roles it's a revelation of the heart of god a display of divine humility that confronts human pride and power structures jesus who laid aside his divine privileges to embrace humanity now lays aside his garments to perform a task reserved for slaves, demonstrating the very significance of servant leadership. The basin and the towel become symbols of service, the water a medium of purification. As Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, the act goes beyond minor physical cleanliness. It becomes a parable of spiritual cleansing and renewal. The water that rinses away the dirt from their feet, also symbolizes the washing away of sin, pointing to the ultimate cleansing that would come through His sacrifice on the cross. In this intimate setting, the disciples are confronted with a love that cleanses, a love that helps, and a love that stoops down to meet the most basic needs. The interaction between Peter and Jesus in this scene is particularly poignant. Peter's resistance to having his feet washed stems from a sense of unworthiness and a misunderstanding of Jesus's mission his exclamation you shall never wash my feet cogitates a heart grappling with the paradox of divine servanthood Jesus's response gentle yet firm reveals the deeper influence of his actions if I do not wash you you have no share with me this statement is laden with spiritual implications accentuating the necessity of accepting Jesus's cleansing for participation in his kingdom it's a call to surrender An invitation to experience the fullness of life and fellowship that comes from being washed by christ this passage reaches its climax as jesus extends the lesson of foot washing beyond the physical act to a spiritual principle after washing their feet and resuming his place jesus turns the act into a teachable moment he explains that his actions are an example for them to follow a blueprint for a life of service and humility the master becomes the model and His disciples are called to replicate His heart and actions in their own lives. The foot-washing becomes a metaphor for the Christian life, a life demonstrated by love that kneels, supplies, and elevates others above self. As a result, in John 13, 4, 11 the act of humble service is not just a momentary event. It's a thorough expression of Jesus' mission and message. It sums up the radical nature of the kingdom He came to inaugurate, A kingdom where greatness is measured by servanthood where leaders are called to be servants and where love manifests in tangible self-denying actions as we consider on this passage we are called to accept this upside-down kingdom to let the humility and love of jesus wash over us and to extend our hands and hearts in service to others in the act of humble service we find the path to true discipleship the blueprint for authentic community and the heart of a savior whose love knows no bounds and whose humility knows no limits in addition in the weighty history of John 13 12 17 the act of humble service performed by Jesus culminates in a powerful command to follow his example a directive that summarizes the aspect of discipleship and the focus of Christian ethics after washing the feet of his disciples Jesus resumes his place not only in the physical setting of the room but also in the spiritual realm as the rabbi the teacher imparting wisdom that would forever redefine the concept of greatness and leadership in his kingdom this section of the scripture is not just a continuation of the narration it's the crux of the lesson the moment where the symbolism of the act of foot washing is translated into a mandate for action and a pattern for living as jesus redonned his garments and returned to his place at the table the room was thick with silence and contemplation. The disciples, still reeling from the shock of their master's act of servanthood, were about to receive an exposition that would lay bare the intention behind the act and reveal the depth of its magnitude. Jesus, in his characteristic manner, turns the moment into an opportunity for teaching, asking, Do you understand what I have done for you? This rhetorical question pierces the root of the matter, demanding the disciples and every reader thereafter to contemplate on the profound connotations of his actions Jesus then elucidates the deep difference between societal norms and kingdom principles he acknowledges the titles ascribed to him teacher and Lord affirming their accuracy and his authority yet he uses his position not to lord it over others but to invert conventional power dynamics demonstrating that true authority is manifested in service and humility by washing their feet Jesus sets an example epitomizing the servant leadership he desires to instill in his followers. His life is not just a message to be proclaimed. It's a model to be emulated, a standard of humility and service against which all discipleship is measured. The mandate Jesus presents is unequivocal. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. This command extends further the disciples in the upper room to all who would follow him. It's a call to action an invitation to participate in the divine nature by adopting the towel and the basin symbols of servanthood and humility Jesus makes it clear that knowledge of his example is not enough it demands a response a replication of his love and humility in the lives of his followers the foot washing therefore is not just a ritual to be remembered it's a paradigm to be practiced a lifestyle that characterizes every true disciple of Christ further in this serious interaction jesus affirms the blessing that accompanies obedience to his command now that you know these things you will be blessed if you do them this statement is not a pure promise of future reward it's an assurance of present fulfillment a testament to the joy and accomplishment that come from living in harmony with the divine will the blessing is not in the knowing but in the doing in the practical outworking of Jesus' example in the daily rhythms of life it's an admonishment that the path of service, though often featured by sacrifice and humility is also strewn with the blessings of divine approval and the joy of becoming more like Christ. In this section of the scripture, Jesus lays down a fundamental principle for his followers. The command to follow his example is more than an ethical directive. It's the basis of Christian identity, the hallmark of the believer's life. It defies the norms of power and prestige calling for a community where greatness is measured by giving where leadership is defined by lowering oneself and where love is demonstrated through tangible acts of service thus as we ponder this passage we are confronted with the radical nature of Jesus's teaching and the transformative potential of his example the command to follow in his footsteps is an invitation to a journey of constant self-examination sacrificial love and humble service It's a call to deal with the towel and the basin to find our greatest joy in serving others and to deliberate the heart of the one who, though Lord of all became the servant of all. In this command, we find the blueprint for a life that mirrors the master, a life that echoes the heartbeat of the kingdom and a life that bears witness to the world transforming power of humble service. Besides in the solemn verses of John 13, 18, 20, the plot takes a poignant turn intertwining the themes of love and betrayal in a prophecy that discloses the somber reality of human frailty against the scrim of divine sovereignty as jesus shifts the discourse from the lesson of humble service to the blunt revelation of impending betrayal the atmosphere in the room intensifies showing the depth of jesus's foreknowledge and the intricacy of god's redemptive plan this passage signified by thorough truth and raw emotion invites us into the heart of the savior Who, despite being fully aware of the treachery that awaited him chose the path of sacrificial love jesus with a heart heavy yet resolute addresses his disciples displaying the painful truth that one among them would betray him his words i am not speaking of all of you i know whom i have chosen resound with a dual matter they reaffirm his divine omniscience accepting his intentional choice of each disciple including judas and they expose the simple reality of betrayal that would uncover achieving Scripture and the sovereign will of God. Jesus' reference to Psalm 41 9, He who shared my bread has turned against me, not only asserts the answer of prophecy, but also discloses the depth of personal betrayal. The shared bread, a symbol of fellowship and trust, becomes the backdrop for an act of treachery, highlighting the comparison between divine faithfulness and human disloyalty. In this poignant moment, Jesus' revelation of his betrayal is not slightly a statement of fact. It's a tribute to his unwavering commitment to the Father's plan. Despite the pain of betrayal, Jesus remains steadfast, his resolve anchored in the knowledge that his suffering would pave the way for humanity's redemption. This prophecy, though fraught with sorrow, is imbued with intention, showcasing the paradox of the cross, where human wickedness and divine love intersect, culminating in salvation for many. Additionally, Jesus, in his weighty wisdom uses this moment to fortify the faith of his disciples, preparing them for the tumultuous events that would soon unravel. He tells them, I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. These words are not just a forewarning of the betrayal, but a reassurance of his deity and sovereignty. By predicting the betrayal in advance jesus brings a pillar of truth for his disciples to cling to in the coming storm a proof to his character as the messiah the son of god whose knowledge surpasses time and whose meanings cannot be thwarted by human schemes also jesus's statement very truly i tell you whoever accepts anyone i send accepts me and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me extends outside limits of the immediate context laying a central principle for the apostolic mission and the broader Christian witness. It establishes a chain of divine authority and representation, affirming that to receive the one sent by Jesus is to receive Jesus himself and consequently to receive the father. This profound truth indicates the sacredness of the apostolic witness and the continuity of divine presence and authority in the ministry of Jesus's followers. In John 13, 18, 20, The prophecy of betrayal though a dark thread in the drapery of the gospel tale is interwoven with the golden strands of divine sovereignty redemptive aim and apostolic mission it displays the depth of jesus's foreknowledge the authenticity of his mission and the gravity of human choice and its consequences as we meditate on this passage we are invited to marvel at the mystery of divine providence to mourn the reality of betrayal And to espouse the call to be faithful bearers of jesus's message representing him in a world marred by brokenness yet ripe for redemption therefore in the prophecy of betrayal we find not just a prediction of dark events but a revelation of divine ambition a call to steadfast faith and an assurance of the unbreakable bond between the savior his sent ones and the father it imposes us to examine the authenticity of our allegiance To have the weight of our calling and to find solace in the truth that in the impressive narrative of redemption even the darkest moments are braided into the dosser of god's sovereign plan ultimately serving to manifest his glory and accomplish his redemptive work in the world in conclusion as we step back and muse on the deep lessons abbreviated in john 13 1 20 we are confronted with a narrative that is as testing as it is stimulating in the upper room through humble service and heart-rending prophecy jesus presents us with a vivid tableau of what it means to follow him a path identified by love humility service and an abiding engagement to god's sovereign plan the washing of the disciples feet more than a sheer act of humility emerges as a powerful symbol of cleansing and service a paradigm that jesus sets not just for his immediate followers but for all who claim to walk in his footsteps this passage signals us to a lifestyle that eclipses cultural norms and personal comfort, inviting us into a sojourn of selfless service and sacrificial love. Yet, amidst the beauty of servanthood and the call to emulate Jesus' example, we are also faced with the sobering reality of betrayal, an utter advisory of human frailty, and the cost of discipleship. But even in this, we see the overarching sovereignty of God, turning what is meant for evil into the conclusion of divine aspiration. The account of John 13, therefore, is not just a historical account. It's a mosaic of divine love, a pattern for authentic living, and a beacon of hope, cautioning us that in the great description of redemption, every act of service, every moment of betrayal, and every step of obedience is careened into the fabric of God's redemptive plan. As we digest the richness of this passage, may we be affected to live lives that ponder the humility and love of Jesus, to receive our calling with courage and faithfulness, and to walk in the assurance that our lives, however ordinary, are part of a divine story authored by a Savior whose love knows no bounds and whose directions can never be thwarted. In the humility of the upper room and the shadow of the cross, we find the highest call to love, to give, and to follow, come what may, and...